Isn't God good? And one of the great things about God is that he allowed us to be together today in the house of the Lord. Welcome to West Angeles Church. Glad to have you home. Isn't it good to be in the house? Come on. And the message of this wonderful singing conglomeration today was that he loves us. And he came all the way from heaven down to save us and let us know the love of Almighty God. We're happy for each and every one of you. Glad to see Brother Irvin Magic back home. Glad to see Bishop Kirkland. Glad to see so many of you who have been a little distant from us because of the pandemic, but we have come back to the house and we're glad to be in the house of the Lord on today. And we praise God for Lady May Blake. <laughs> Celebrated a beautiful birthday last week. And each day she gets sweeter and more wonderful. Could you give my lovely wife a rousing applause? Let me read that passage again that was read a few moments ago in Psalm 126, verse 1 through 6. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves or his harvest with him. Clap your hands and praise God for his word. Weeping before reaping. Would you say those words after me, please? Weeping before reaping. Be seated. We have before us a very beautiful, beautiful psalm. As we deal with the verses that pertain directly with our subject, we also want to deal with the rest of this wonderful psalm. This will not only give us additional insights, but it will also help us understand why we must sometimes weep before we can read. Basically, this is a psalm of thanksgiving, thanksgiving for blessings already received, and an appeal for blessings still needed and desired. Anybody need a blessing today? And so the psalmist or the writer begins by doing what many believers need to do. He takes a retrospective look back to the day of the deliverance of a remnant of the Jews from captivity 
under Persia. It's good for every saint to mentally relive the time when you got saved every once in a while. You need to remember the desperation that you felt. You need to remember the emptiness and absence of purpose that characterized your life. You need to remember how displeased you were with your behavior, how displeased you were with your thought life, how none of the things which were available to you before you got saved could provide real satisfaction and real contentment. You need to remember how bad the devil treated you when he had you. Oh, yes. And you need to remember the self-destructions, inclinations of the flesh that would lead you in direct directions that would destroy you and that would destroy your accomplishments. Now, some of us need to remember all these things because after you've been away from the world for a while, the devil will come back and try to convince you that things are not, they were, not the way they were before you got saved. He'll try to tell you that things in the world are not like they used to be. He'll try to get you to desire the very thing that caused you to seek God in the first place. Now that, that's something. That, the thing that drove us to God, the devil tries to make us want to get involved from that very thing instead of God, even now. He'll try to convince you that he has changed, that he doesn't mean you any harm. Look at your neighbor and say, I know that's a lie. <laughs> and if you don't remember real well, then he may try to influence you to go back to the old way. But if you remember, remind the devil that he's not offering you anything that you didn't have when he got you in the first place. That there is no reason to go back to that when it didn't sustain you. I bless you in the first place. Remind the devil that your heart was full of sorrow, full of distress, that your heart was full of condemnation, that you know by experience that he'll only give you the same thing again, same trick over again. He has nothing new to offer. He may package it differently, but sin is still sin, and it's still the same. The devil is the same fellow. Look at your name and say, same fellow. He's the one that had you on the road to destruction in the past. And it's the same road that the devil wants you to get on right now. But the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Same fella, same tricks. And so the psalmist looked back and said, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Zion is a hill, a community in Jerusalem. And so what they are saying was that when the Lord delivered us 
and brought us safely back home. It was like a dream. We were so glad to be home. It seemed too good to be true. After all the persecution, after all the suffering in captivity, God miraculously brought them out. Has anybody been brought out in here today? You know what the Lord can do, how the Lord can transform your life, how the Lord can set you free. Have you ever experienced something so wonderful that it was like a dream? Then they said our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Have you ever been so happy that you just couldn't say anything? They couldn't say all they could do was laugh. All they could do was laugh for joy. They were overwhelmed by the joy that overwhelmed their spirits and their souls. When they got control of themselves and stopped laughing, they couldn't just stop there. They had to start singing. They reminisced about the day of their deliverance, and they were singing about God's grace and God's goodness. Even when you can't sing, you develop some type of capacity to sing some kind of note. Might be flat, might be off, but you had to sing. Sometimes you just have to sing. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. But not only did they sing, they reminisced. They reminisced about the day of their deliverance. How many of you remember the day the Lord set you free? How many remember how everything looked new and everything looked beautiful? Do you remember how people looked different, how happy you were and what joy thrilled your soul? The songwriter said, oh, the joy that came to me when I knew that I was free. When the blessed Savior found me and wrapped his loving arms around me, oh, the joy that came to me. Some of you were so happy, you couldn't walk to the car. They had to carry you to the car, put you in the car, and then drive you home. And all the while, you were speaking in tongues, praising God, giving God glory, giving him victory. And when they got you home, you were still rejoicing and praising the Lord. You were happy to have the burden of sin lifted from your shoulders. You were glad to be in right fellowship with God. The Lord, when he forgives you, brings you into a right relationship with him. And once you come into that right relationship with the Lord, where the presence of the Lord is manifesting itself in your life, there is no thrill on earth that can match the thrill and the joy that God can bring into your heart when he forgives you and wraps his arms around you. Clap your hands and give him praise. You were so glad that through Jesus Christ you'd been forgiven and you'd been given power to live a new and a righteous life. It means something when the Lord forgives you. It means something when people forgive you. When somebody who's been mad at you and upset with you for a long time, all of a sudden you knew you deserved their animosity, but somehow one day they just forgave you and told you that it's all right. They love you and they praise God for you. When you felt that load lifted from your shoulders, it was a joy in your soul and in your spirit. 
It was wonderful. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have joy in my soul for which long I had sought since Jesus came into my heart. Clap your hands and praise God for coming into your heart. Praise him. Glorify him. Give him praise and thanks. But listen, the world takes note when the believer gets excited about his Savior. The song that the engine was singing a few moments ago, the, the singers were singing about the joy of telling others about Jesus Christ and letting them know. But then when the heathen saw that they had accepted God and been delivered and set free, they were so happy and so blessed that other people from other races and other nations had to testify God's greatness. They said, among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. Listen, the world can observe and see the blessedness of God in your life. And when these folk got delivered, they were so happy, so glad, and so blessed that the heathen and other races on the sidelines said, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for them. And as I said before, the world takes note when the believer gets excited about his Savior. Is anybody excited about your Savior today? God lets you know how much he loves you and how much he cares for you by blessing you. And the strange thing here is that the heathen said that God has done great things for them before the saints said that God has done great things for them. But you know, somehow everybody's trying to witness today. Folk don't know nothing about the Lord. Come on to Oscars and all the award ceremonies. Say, I want to thank God. I want to praise the Lord. Police, politicians, scientists, scholars, they're saying that the world needs God, that the world is morally corrupt, that we need a moral and spiritual foundation on which we can stand. And they look at the saints and say, the Lord has done great things for them. But the psalmist says, wait a minute, that's my line. The Lord has done great and mighty things for us, and we are glad about it. I'm not going to let anybody who does not know the Lord say more about God than I do. I'm not going to let anybody who doesn't know him praise him more highly than I praise him. The Lord has done great things for me, and I'm glad about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Testify to your neighbor, the Lord has done great things for me, and I'm glad about it. He's a great God. I said he is a great God. And he has done great things. Some of you make the Lord too small. But God does great things. Call upon him for great things. Call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Listen, we've got a big God. Let's start believing our big God for great things. 
because he's able to do and he will do and he has done great things for us. Hallelujah. We're not all that great, but he has done great things. And that lets me know how much he loves me and how much he has blessed me. And because he's done this great things, I'm glad about it. Are there any glad folk in the house? I'm glad for what the Lord has done in my life. And it's important to be glad. Because some folk, they won't be happy no matter what God does for them. They're so busy asking God for the next blessing that they forget to be thankful for the last blessing. A complaining saint is a contradiction. A praising saint is what we must be in the name of Jesus Christ. God has been good to us and sometimes we complain and fret and tell others negative things that we're going through instead of praising God. Some folk get so sad and so depressed about not having the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they forget to really be happy for their salvation. And when you really get glad about your salvation and praise him until he just goes ahead and baptizes you with the Holy Ghost just because you were praising him and giving him glory. Would you try it right now, everybody in the house, if you know what God has done for you, give him praise. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Corona 19 is all around. Let's give him praise. New spikes and new diseases are coming. Let's give him praise. You're here in the house of the Lord. You're here praising God. And that means you can magnify him. And you can practice gladness. I said practice, practice gladness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me, let, let, let me move on a little bit here and say that it is at this point the Lord has done great things for us. Well, we're glad. But after saying that, the tone and the feeling of the psalm seem to begin to change. And the psalmist says, Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. I just got through talking about what God had done, how God had worked. But now he says, Lord, we need you to do something for us. Turn again our captivity as the streams in the south. After all this talk about deliverance, after all this talk about great things, he could still say, turn again our captivity. Well, what, what does this mean? Well, number one, he could have been referring to the Jews who had been left behind in Babylon. Everybody didn't get out of captivity. Just some of them, a remnant, got out of captivity. But that remnant did not get out and forget about those that they left behind. They started praying, Lord, turn again the captivity of all of us. No saints should feel satisfied until the whole world has heard the gospel. Don't you want the world, your children, your relatives, your neighbors to hear the gospel and know Christ Jesus? May God inspire us to be witnesses for him. And so the psalmist 
I'd have been saying, Lord, save the rest of those folk. Deliver the rest of those folk. But then he also might have been saying and asking God to turn again his captivity to say that though God had delivered them from Babylon, there were still deliverances that they needed in Jerusalem. How many of you have something else that the Lord needs to deliver you from? How many of you have some areas of your life that you need God to work a mighty deliverance? And God had delivered them from Babylon, but there were still deliverances that they needed in Jerusalem. Some folks sitting right up in the church need to be delivered. Mm -hmm. But then also, some of them were free, but they were still in distress. They were free, but their enemies were still trying to hinder them. They were free, but they had to work with a tool in one hand and with a weapon in the other hand. They were free, but people were still telling lies on them. They were free from physical captivity, but they were in danger of spiritual captivity. So they said, Lord, turn again our captivity. Deliver us again. Lift your head and say, Lord, deliver me again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fill us again. Bless us again. In the name of Jesus. They thought, they thought about how the streams in the south dried up every year, but they were filled to overflowing during the autumn rain. When the rains began to fall, the streams would fill up. And so the psalmist said, Lord, I want you to do the very thing for me that you do when you send the rain on the land. When the rain comes, the, the streams are filled up. And Lord, we need you to fill us again. Would you lift your hand and say, Lord, I need you to fill me again. Lord, you've worked wonderful miracles in my life. But Lord, I want you to work one more miracle. I want you to do one more great and mighty thing in my life and in my heart. Now, some of you are above this, but there are some of us who go back to the Lord every once in a while and say, Lord, we need you to do it again. Fill us again. Bless us again. Revive us again. Got problems. I need to be revived. I've got worries. I've got concerns. The devil is fighting against me. But Lord, if you give me strength, I'll be able to endure and overcome. Some of you in this house, you need to say, Lord, do it again. You're captivated by emotional problems, captivated by worries, captivated by concerns. Lift your hands and say, Lord, just one more time. Bless me one more time. Revive me one more time. As the heart panteth for the water brook, so pants my soul for thee, O God. You ought to come to the house of the Lord thirsty. I'm thirsty as the heart panteth after the water brook. So pants my soul for thee, O God. I'm thirsty for your power. I'm thirsty for your presence. I'm thirsty for your anointing. I'm thirsty. Hallelujah. I know there are problems that cause you to cry alone at night, cause your heart to be broken, cause your heart to be heavy. This is a problem because you didn't think that there would be 
tough times like this when you got saved. And some saints, when they get saved, they don't know that the devil is not through with them yet. He's going to come back and bring problems and difficulties in their lives. But listen, he's going to come back with the same power that set you free before can set you free again. Lord, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. There are many deliverances that you receive, but there's one that you receive only by fasting, only by prayer, only by tears, only by weeping. There's one deliverance you get by grace, and God just forgives you and erases your sins. But there's another deliverance, a deliverance over yourself that you can only get when you start praying and calling on God. And when you call unto him, he shows up and he delivers you and he sets you free when you're crying, when you're weeping, when you're fasting, when you're praying. The Lord shows up. And Jude knew about this because he said in Jude verse 20, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. In other words, if you really want to get strong, if you want to get blessed, pray until you are praying in the Spirit. Pray until the Holy Ghost shows up. Pray until God takes charge of the prayer, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. When you do that, God shows up. For the Bible says, Psalm 21, 26, and 5, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves, or bringing the harvest with him. I've got to close this now. But why would a man sow in tears? Why would a man go forth weeping? Why would he cry while he was sowing? Well, you've got to remember that he was not sowing peach seeds or plum seeds, where you eat the plum and plant the seed. You eat the peach and you plant the seed. No, those are not apple seeds and peach seeds and plum seeds. These were wheat seeds. These were barley seeds. These were corn seeds. And with wheat seeds and barley seeds and corn seeds, you've got to make a choice. Either you can plant them or you can eat them. But you can't do both. I said you can't do both. Some people have the wrong analogy in mind. And thus they never have to weep. They eat all the peach. Have their fun. Then they say, I can't eat the seed anyway. So I'll plant it for the Lord. No sacrifice in that. I said no benefit in that. These are kernels of corn. 
They can feed hungry mouths. These are grains of wheat that can feed and fill hungry stomachs. Grains of wheat that can make real good bread. Are you getting the picture? During times of scarcity, when times are rough, it's difficult to plant I sow good seed in the ground. You look at your wheat seeds and corn seeds, barley seeds, and, and you, you think about your hungry stomach and, and the long winter that you've got to go through it. Your mind will tell you, no, don't you plant those seeds. You'd better cook those seeds and eat those seeds and have something to, to sustain you in the midst of your hunger, during times of scarcity, during times of hard times. It's difficult to plant or throw good seed in the ground. And so this farmer is weeping when you don't know whether you have enough food to carry you through the winter. It can make you weep when you don't know that you're going to survive until summertime. When you plant it in the ground, it can make you weep. It's a hard thing to understand. But I hear the farmer saying things are slim. I'm tempted to plant less seed. And the less I plant, the less I'll harvest. And the less I harvest, the less I'll have to plant next year. The less I'll have to eat the less I have to sell. So I see that farmer, don't you see him? Tears are in his eyes as he sows the seed in the ground. In times of danger, the enemy may lurk around and come in and take his seed away and rob him of his treasure. So he prays, Lord, my enemy is all around. But I've got to plant this seed. If you don't protect me, I'll be in the midst of a disaster. I see him as he goes to his hiding place in the still of the night. And say, Lord, you've got to hide me because my enemy may come against me while I'm having and hiding this seed. I see him going out in the field. The stars overhead, but tears are in his eyes. And he's saying, Lord, I don't know whether I can make it unless you step in and bring me through this. I see him planting good seed in dry ground. I want you to see it today. I see the tears flowing down his cheeks as he looks toward heaven and says, Lord, if you don't send some rain, I'm going to die, and my seeds are not going to grow. But I'm planting them because I have faith in you. I just came by to tell you today that God you serve and the God that you praise and the God that you obey will be with you in the midst of your tough time. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, He'll be with you during your tough time. God will bring you out. God 
will bring you through. Hallelujah. When you serve God, when you praise God, when you obey God in painful circumstances, in difficult circumstances, you're going through a time of weeping and a time of sorrow. You're going through a time of weeping before trouble. And there are seeds that every saint must plant. There are seeds that you've got to cry about. There are investments that every saint has got to make. And you can't always smile when you're going through. There anybody who knows you can't smile when you're going through. Some of you are going through COVID-19 in your home. Some of you are going through economic difficulty in your life. Some of you are going through personal sickness, pain and distress in your life. Some of you are going through trials and tribulations. And sometimes it makes you cry. But if you've got to cry, hold on, child of God. It's going to be all right. Plant those seeds. Anyhow, give God glory. Anyhow, Moses had to do it. Joseph had to do it. The three Hebrew boys had to do it. Job had to do it. Daniel had to do it. You've got to sow seeds. Seeds of faith, seeds of confidence, even when there are tears in your eyes. Pray on, hold on, in the name of Jesus. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down, running over, overflowing, will men give into your bosom. Hold on. Hold on. Reach up and hold on. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Anyhow, praise Him. Despite it all, it may be rough, but keep on praising. It may be tough, but keep on praising. Hallelujah. Anyhow, never let your problems get you down. When trouble comes your way, lift your hand to God and say, Hallelujah. Let me say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise him, times of danger. Praise him, times of scarcity. Praise him, times of drought. So anyhow, praise him. Let us not be weary in well-doing. In due season, we're going to reap. If we faint not, tell two people I see a blessing coming your way. I see a miracle coming your way. Weep anyhow, but I see a reaping after your weeping. <laughs>
Hey, neighbor, neighbor, I see you reaping. After your weeping, I see you coming back. Hallelujah. The sheaves with your harvest wrapped up in a bundle. God is bringing you through. I see you in the future. And you look much better than you look right now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, three people, it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. On the way, everybody stand, please. Enemy standing around. The weatherman is giving a bad report. There's going to be no rain. You've got that precious seed, and you're tempted to put it away. Hold it to yourself. Not give, not sacrifice, not serve. But don't you dare let the devil stop you from serving God. Don't you dare let the devil stop you from trusting God. Hallelujah. He's able to keep you. Let us not grow weary in well-doing by in due season we shall reap i shall reap come on i shall reap hallelujah if we hold turn not if you hold on your blessing is on the way in the name of jesus child of god let me pray Dear God, thank you for your rich word. Thank you for speaking to our hearts in this very special way. Some are going through bereavement. Some are going through sickness. Some are going through the betrayal of loved friends. They're going through, but dear Lord, you're the God that can pull them through it all the way into their victory and to their deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the lives of your people as they dedicate and commit themselves to you. You dedicate and commit yourself to blessing them beyond anything they ever dreamed. And they can say the Lord has done great things for us and we're glad about it. And I want you just to all over this room have enough faith in God and trust in God to believe and to know that God is going to work it out in the name of Jesus. I don't care what it is. God will work it out. Come on. Thank God for his blessing. Thank God for his miracle power. Hallelujah.
somebody's going through something that only the Lord can bring you through. And we've not done this for several weeks now. But I just want you, if you need a special miracle from God, just get in the aisle. Distance yourself from anybody that might need to be distanced from you or you from them. But just step out in the aisle by yourself in that open space. Don't get next to anybody, close to anybody. You know what you need. You know what you need God to do in your life. I really do see you coming back next Sunday saying, Preacher, that that I put before the Lord. The Lord delivered me in the name of Jesus. The Lord set me free in the name of Jesus. I have my miracle. I see you coming back here with your miracle, rejoicing, praising God. Hallelujah. With, the, with your harvest in your arm, praising the Lord. Hallelujah. I see you going forth weeping, but I see you coming back reaping the harvest. If you are willing to trust God today, I just want you to step out and let me pray for you. Get out. Get out in that aisle. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, I present your children to you. And by faith, I thank you for the miracle you are working in their lives, even now. I see them healed. I see them delivered. I see them set free. I see them walking in your power and in your might. I see them saying, hallelujah, I have my miracle. Come on, if you stepped out into the aisle, begin to praise God for your deliverance from your healing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, it is done. As you go back to your seat, shake hands, shake elbows with two people and tell them it's done. It's done, it's done, it's done, it's done. Praise God. Preacher, I want to be forgiven. I want to know Jesus. I want to be saved. I want Jesus to come into my life. If that's your prayer, that is my prayer for you. And God can come into your life. Jesus, who died for your sins, can change your life right now. And you would say, Preacher, I want to know Jesus. I want to be saved. I want my sins forgiven. Would you just lift your hand? I want you to say a prayer with me, and the Lord will hear your prayer. Lift that hand high. Lift that hand high. In the name of Jesus, say this after me. Dear Lord, I'm sorry for all of my sins. Please forgive me for the wrong I've done. I want to be saved. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for me. I believe that he arose from the dead. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I am saved. Come on, give God praise for your thanksgiving.
if you lifted your hand at the end of the service, go to the lobby to our hospitality table and there'll be a witness there to serve you and to admit you into the church and into the fellowship and get a record so that we can get in touch with you. Praise God for those who accepted the Lord Jesus. Clap your hands, everybody. Now would you be seated, please. We're taking every effort. How many of you got something out of the Word today? Did you, did you get something from God's Word? How many of you are weeping and getting ready to start reaping? Are there any reapers in the house? Hallelujah. Thank God for your Word. I want you to prepare to bless the work of the Lord. Many of you have been so fabulous and so nice. While you have been unable to come into the house and unable to be in our services, you've sent your offering. You've given your offering. You've gone on your website and the West Angeles website and you've given in that way. And in other words, you've sacrificed for the work of the Lord, and let's give yourselves a rousing applause. Come on, all of you have. God has sustained us and blessed us and kept us, even during this starving period, even during this period of scarcity, God has made a way for his church, and we praise him. But now we're here in the house of the Lord, and I want every one of us to give the Lord a praise offering, a praise gift, showing him your gratitude for what he has done for you. Lord, I'm giving this to praise you and to thank you for being so good uh, to me. I'm giving as unto the Lord, and it shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Clap your hands and praise God for the blessing that he is sending into your life right now. I'm sharing because I love my church and I love my God. And I want those of you who can to give a special offering today. Many of you need to give not less than a $25 gift or a $50 gift. Or so Lady May and I, we on a weekly basis have been giving special gifts because we know the Lord has a spirit and an ability to bless those of us who share and who give in a special way. And so we're expecting special miracles from the Lord and we're giving special gifts unto the Lord. I want every one of you to do your very best and prepare to enable West Angeles to march into the future. The, the, the bulldozers are on our back lot, breaking up the asphalt. We're getting ready to start building the Family Life Center and we're working already. Jobs, superintendents, project leaders are on site and they are working and planning and the work is going forth and we will soon be walking into our new facility, our Family Life Center by the grace of God. Let's praise God for that. Your generosity, your liberality will help us and we praise God for you and your sharing. I want all those who are tithers just to stand, please. Let's present that tithe unto the Lord by faith. 
Dear Lord, thank you for the privilege of blessing your work and blessing your people. Thank you, dear Lord, for meeting our needs. Thank you that we're still here, that we're still alive. Our family is blessed with a reasonable proportion of health and strength. And those of us who may have lost a loved one, we didn't lose all of our loved ones. We could have lost others and more, but God, you've been good to us. Whatever our predicament, we've got something to be thankful for. And so now, Lord, we present the tenth unto thee for the support of your work in the name of Jesus. Thank God. Everybody in the house of God, please stand. Everyone stand. Everyone stand. With that offering in hand, lift it to the Lord. It is our joy, dear God, to share with your work. It is our joy to present gifts unto you to sow good seed, but coming again by faith, we see ourselves rejoicing for the blessing that you bring upon us who give. Praise your name. Thank you in Jesus' dear name. Thank God. Thank God. Clap your hands, everybody, and praise God the privilege of giving. Please be seated just for a moment. We've only been in worship for an hour and 13 minutes. Clap your hands and say, that's pretty good time. Amen. I could have preached two hours and had all of you all mad at me. How many of you all praising for the short word today? Praise God. It is customary that on the first Sunday of the month, we share the Lord's Supper with one another. But our advisors did not wish us to exchange utensils or the furniture or the utensils that we use during our Lord's Supper. But we are going to have a communion service that is appropriate, but at the same time watches out for our physical safety and appropriate conduct. Amen? Hallelujah. Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. He took bread and broke it and gave it to the disciples. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Jesus said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. As you exit the auditorium, you'll have an opportunity to receive the fruit and the vine and the wine, the, the juice, and the bread. We will receive it as we have exited or as we exit. You may even, if you wish to do it in the privacy of your own home, you just take the elements with you and you can receive and we'll join all together in prayer. Very soon, we'll be able to return to our former way of 
receiving the Lord's Supper, but we'll do it this way today because we want you to live, to be well, and we don't want handling use utensils in the auditorium of the church on today, but we will, as we go, we'll carry them forth. So these are our requests and our desires. Number one, you will, after dismissal, move in an orderly way out of the auditorium. At the door of the auditorium, someone will be there to receive your offering. They have a Bethel that they will receive your offering in. You'll place your offering there. And then as you proceed, there'll be someone distributing the elements to you for the Lord's Supper. And you'll proceed once receiving it into the lobby and out of the auditorium. And you may then receive the vessels that will be distributed to you. And don't put the communion cup in the money basket. And don't put the money basket in the communion cup. Because we sort of want to dig around in there trying to find used cups and separate them from the money that we're going to touch the money today and that'll be fine. Is that all right? Brother Blake, would you just pray God's blessing upon the Lord's Supper and pray the benediction and then we'll give the people of the Lord more instructions. Please stand so we may pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your son to give his life and shed his blood so that we may have life. We thank you for your interaction in our lives. Our lives would be nothing without you. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your touch. And thank you for your protection. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen. Now you may exit the auditorium. Please remember, please remember social distancing. And as you move into the lobby, do so. And you might say, preacher, that's so foolish. But be aware of the COVID-19 spike that we're experiencing. And to please keep a little distance from those around you. Do not speak or talk. Put your mask on, please, and make sure that you watch out for the safety of others. Please do not carry on conversations in the lobby. At every lobby exit, you may turn away from these exits and entrances and use the lobby only. Not necessarily the single aisle, but the aisles are on the side. Testing and vaccinations outside. Testing and vaccinations are available to all who would desire to receive them. Texting and vaccinations are available to those who desire to receive them. In the lobby, you can be tested. 
you can get your vaccination. There is a fountain filled with blood. 